0: You're listening to Collective Practice, a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs who dare to dream, create, and grow your business. I'm Lauren Spaulding, marriage and family therapist and business consultant. I'm on a mission to create abundant success for those in the helping profession who strive to tear down barriers around mental wellness and create healing opportunities for all. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hello, you talented problem solving starfish. Welcome back to the Collective Practice Podcast. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs where we talk about business, clinical skills, and your own mental health. And for today's topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about budgeting. Last month, I hosted a training called Money Magic. And this training was focused on setting up a budget for your business and setting it up in a way that you are paying yourself fairly, you're considering profit, and you're being really mindful of your overhead. And I just really love the topic of budgeting. I feel like it's a really empowering tool to have your hands on your budget every day. I think it's so important, especially when you're working for yourself and you are managing the money that comes into the business and the money that goes out. A lot of businesses fail within the first five years and a big thing that can attribute to that is poor money management skills. Of course, there are other factors involved, but when it comes to your business, you have to make sure that from day one, the finances are healthy and are going to continue to grow. Now I've talked with a lot of people about owning a business, running a private practice, whether it's a solo practice or a group. And a lot of times there's this theme of being month to month. And some people don't really have a plan. They kind of live in a reactive state with their business. And then a lot of people feel like that reactive state comes from finances. They feel that responsibility of their clients. If they have a group practice, they feel the responsibility of the paycheck for the other therapist. And there's a lot of fear around finances and a lot of fear around the money side of business. And for a lot of people, the solution feels like outsourcing and having a CPA or an accountant keep track of your money. And while that is a really important thing to have and for a lot of people that's really beneficial, it's not the solution to financial fear. The solution is you've got to face the fear and you've got to bring in some healthy tools that can show you real numbers, show you real growth or deficits and show you where things are working versus not. And I think it's really important for entrepreneurs especially to notice what fears come up around money and start to address that really early on in your private practice. So there are three things that I want you to consider as you think about setting up a budget for your business. First is your paycheck are you paying yourself well and are you paying yourself within reason of how much money you are getting from your private practice? A lot of therapists undervalue their work and a lot of therapists struggle or lack financial boundaries around what we do. We might have way more sliding scale people on our calendar than we anticipated. We might have fear of bumping up rates we might have fear of a failure that leads to, I'm just gonna ignore it rather than face it. Whatever it is, I want you to think about how much you're paying yourself or how much you're getting paid um, and how that can impact your business. If you're undervaluing your rates, if you're undervaluing what your paycheck should be, how can you then value your business enough to help it grow? If you're undervaluing yourself, how can you then value your future contractors or employees as they set their own rates or as you're writing their paychecks? Now, I think an element of this that's really important is to set financial goals for the year. So which will this be the year where you hit consistent paychecks? Um, Will this be the year where you hit six-figure months? Will this be the year where you start getting into higher six-figure income brackets? Whatever that might be, I think it's really important to set that goal and to set it a little higher than your comfort zone. And another element that I think is important is to not only set that long-term goal, but then to break it down by units. So you know I love breaking down goals. Say your goal is you want this to be a year where you hit six figure months, and let's say that target is that you wanna make 8,000 per month. So we need to break that down and see and assess how possible that is for you and what needs to change in order to make that possible. So if your goal is 8,000 a month, and let's say you wanna average about 20 clients per week, anything beyond that will burn you out, Anything less feels too empty for you. Let's say that's your ballpark. 8,000 a month, we have about four weeks in a month, you need to make $2,000 per week. That's 20 clients at 100 per client. The reality though is you likely have people on your calendar who are at sliding scale. So you probably don't have all of your clients consistently averaging 100 per week client or you probably aren't averaging 2,000 per week. With that assessment, now we know what we need to focus on in our business. So if the problem is you don't have average 20 clients per week and you need to take on more clients, you're going to be focused on marketing, networking, and growing your reach, getting more traffic to your business. If the problem is you don't average $100 per session, then the focus is do we need to raise rates and how do we want to go about that? Do we need to stop accepting sliding scale clients? Um, Do I need to reassess? Uh, clients that maybe are at sliding scale and could terminate to make room for a full-time client. Whatever that might be, your focus is going to be more on that. So by having financial goals with real numbers, it's going to help you have a real sense of how your private practice is doing and where your area of focus needs to be. It doesn't mean that you're selfish. It doesn't mean that all you care about is the money. But the reality is, if you want to make a dream, a goal, you have to put actionable items with it. Otherwise, it just stays a dream. The second thing that I want you to consider is, are you prepared for the unexpected? Some people don't want to look at budgeting because they feel comfortable where they are. Some people are listening to this podcast episode and thinking, I'm fine with my pay. I do X amount of trainings per year and I'm happy with that. I'm able to take about two weeks off per year. I'm happy with that. Everything is fine. Well, that's good and all, but what about when unexpected circumstances come up? These are hard questions to ask, but they need to be asked. Do you have enough saved in your finances where if something medical were to happen that meant you had to be out for a few months, you could support yourself? Do you have enough set aside in your finances that if there was a long-term change that changed the way you could work or changed how many hours you could work or anything like that, um, do you have the funds for that to be okay? Do you have enough money set aside that if a loved one were suddenly to become dependent on you, you would be able to afford those added expenses? Do you have enough money set aside where as you get older and start coming towards retirement age, retirement is actually an option for you as an entrepreneur? Because the reality is, if you feel comfortable with where you're at right now, that doesn't mean that life is going to stay that way. There are always things that can come up. There are always plot twists in life. And you need to be asking yourself, are you financially secure, not just in the present, but financially secure in a way that you're prepared for the future, no matter what it throws at you. I'm pretty certain that the majority of people listening to this would answer no, that you have some emergency savings, but not enough to cover something that might be a longer-term impact. Thus, Budgeting is gonna be really important for that. I will add though that in this case, budgeting isn't the total solution. When you're thinking about your business, you need to think about how your business can continue to grow fiscally and doesn't have a ceiling. And so what I mean by that is you are one person. You can only meet with so many people one-on-one per day. So your ceiling would be at that amount you make based on your max number of clients you can take. Now, some people think, Um, and have seen success in this, that the solution is then to have a group practice. Well, one, not everyone wants to do that, but two, that's not always a solution because you're now taking on more risk, more overhead, um, and you're taking a lot more financial responsibility on. When you're thinking about your private practice being a sustainable business, you want to be thinking about the idea that your time one-on-one is limited even if you take on other therapists their one-on-one time is limited and that's why we need to start thinking about a pra- a practice that has multiple streams of income beyond just one-on-one services because the reality is with your time being limited that limits how much you can be putting away in savings, how much you could be putting towards investments, like your 401k, stocks and bonds, whatever that might be. But if you're creating something that can sustainably grow beyond your just one-on-one limited 24 hours a day, then you can be putting more and more aside as your business grows more and more. And the last thing I want you to be considering with your business budget is your personal budget. These two go hand in hand. So I recommend you not only separate business checking from personal checking, but having two separate budgeting systems in place where your budgeting for your business is focused on the revenue coming in, splitting that among, pay, profit, taxes, expenses, and then you pay yourself from that business checking and then you have your personal budget and that is set up for all of your personal expenses, debts, um, all of your bills, things you're saving for, all of that stuff is in your personal budgeting account because your personal money habits impact your business money habits. So you don't wanna just limit yourself to being mindful of the money in your business as the business owner. You wanna have that same empowered ownership over your personal finances that can, especially because they can impact business choices in the future, like debt to income ratio, um, the types of debt that you have, what capital do you have, um, what investments do you have? I mean, all of that can impact future business choices, future business goals, and those big dreams that you have for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road. So take some time to sit with these three different aspects of budgeting and see what your answers are to the questions I asked today. See what your solutions are as far as budgeting. I personally love to use You Need a Budget. I really love having an automated system for budgeting. I think it's a lot more uh, sustainable to do it that way because it's just a quick, on my phone, manage the expenses from the day and I'm done. Um, I also think it um, allows for the habit to form really quickly uh, because you're not having to do a lot of math or create the perfect Excel sheet with formulas and all of that. But however you decide to budget, I want you to be budgeting. Be mindful with your money. Be very intentional with how financial decisions today impact your business decisions in the future. And if you want to join me for more money magic topics, I will be hosting that training more in 2021, but this is also stuff that I'll be talking about in the Collective Practice Mastermind. So if you are looking to create healthy, finances for your business, a sustainable financial growth plan for your business, I do encourage you to look into becoming a member for that. It is an open, ongoing group. You can join when you want and you can end when you want. So it's not a long-term commitment unless it is beneficial for you to be in it long-term. You have the power of choice for this group, but I really, really want to be a support for you in your awesome, amazing business goals that are going to change the world. Okay. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. And I will see you next week. Bye. As we wind down from this episode, take a moment to reflect on your key takeaways. How can you care for your business and yourself this week? Don't forget, you are awesome and worthy of a hugely successful career. I hope to help you and support you along the way. I'll see you in the Collective Practice Facebook group and in the Masterclass. Visit laurenspalding.co for more details. Talk to you soon, friend.